Thank you for watching today. I pray that the message you're about to hear will empower you to use your voice, help change the way you think, and refresh your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, you can find them on the on-demand page of walkingbyfaith.tv or on our app. We're starting a new series entitled Mysteries. 2020 and 2021 has been full of people dying all around us. This pandemic has affected us all in more ways than just one. Today, Pastor is addressing the subject of what will happen to us when we die, what the Bible says about the judgment, and who will be going to heaven or hell. Not only do we get to hear from Pastor Dwayne on the pulpit, but he also sat down with us to answer some more questions about his message, Explanation of Benefits. So I'm going to share with you about what happens when you die. But to begin, I want to go to the book of Genesis, the very first chapter, where God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. So you and I are created in the image, in the likeness of God. In the New Testament, in John chapter 4, God, uh, Jesus said about God, he said, God is a spirit. God's a spirit. And that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So when God is talking here about your being in his image, in his likeness, one of the things about you is you are like God. You are a spirit. Now, you're not God. You're never going to be God. But you're the same class or type of being that God is. In Hebrews 1, it mentions that angels are spirits. Now, you, you know this. Angels don't retire when they're 300,000 years old. Right? Because they're a spirit. And because they're a spirit, they'll never, they will literally never die. So there is a part of you that is never going to die. In Genesis chapter 2, in verse 15, it says that he, God, breathed into his nostrils the breath, the spirit of life, and he became a living soul. So God literally breathed spirit into man. And when he did, he became immortal. Not that? Now, to be immortal means you have a beginning, but you will never have an ending. God, on the other hand, is eternal. God never had a beginning and will never have an ending. But you and I, we're immortal in the fact that once God breathed spirit into the man, he became a living or an immortal soul. Now, you look in the Old Testament, and there's clues about what happens when a person dies. For example, Jacob, he's with his family. He's talking about his grandparents, his parents, his wife, who he has buried. And it says that he takes his feet up into his, bread, his bed, he breathes his last, and is gathered to his people. And is gathered to his people. In other words... When he breathed his last, that wasn't the end. He was gathered to his people. In Psalms 1, it says that the wicked or the ungodly will not stand with the righteous in the judgment. There's going to be something after, after this life. There's a judgment day. David said in Psalms, he says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for forever. Right? Forever. So, so as we go through the Old Testament, there are pictures, there's showing us, hey, death is not the end. 
It is not the end. But the Bible is progressive revelation, which means the farther you get in the Bible, the more you're going to find out truth about a subject. So, for example, in Job, the 32nd chapter, it says, but there's a spirit in man. That's the only place you could find it, anything about the spirit of a man in the Old Testament. But there is a spirit in man. So in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. He's going to talk about your whole being. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the order is important. Spirit, that's the most important part. That's the person that you are. That's the real you, is a spirit. Then you have a soul or a mind. Now, I think it's interesting that psychology does not even know that you are a spirit. They think everything is about your mind. But the Bible tells us it's only the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 12 says that the word of God divides the soul and the spirit. Without the word of God, you will not know. In fact, Peter called your spirit the hidden man of the heart. The hidden man. See, it's hidden from the world. But the word of God will let us know and teach us how to live out of our spirit. And with your spirit, you contact the spiritual realm. But you're also a soul. We could say in one word, your mind. And with your soul, you contact the intellectual realm. And you live inside of a body. And with your body, you contact the physical realm. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul said, but I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or those who have died. Least you sorrow like others who have no hope. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant about what happens when a Christian dies. Because if you know what happens, he says, you will not sorrow like other people do. Now, there's sorrow. There's sorrow because, number one, death is an enemy. Number two, we won't see them for a while. But we need to understand, we are going to see them again, right? And by the way, they've been gathered to their people. They're they're in heaven, they're enjoying, they're in his presence. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, even so God will bring with him those who sleep or who have died in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed Or go ahead of those who are asleep or who have died. Those who remain unto the coming of the Lord. Every single New Testament author, everyone, even if they just wrote one chapter, they talk about Jesus coming again. You realize he's coming back. And Paul is addressing when Jesus returns. And he says, those that have died will not go ahead in full redemption of those that are still alive. Some believers are going to be alive when Jesus comes back. And when he comes back for them, we call that the rapture. Right? For this I say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will no means go ahead of those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now look at me. To be absent from the body is to be. So they're coming with the Lord. Right. But when Jesus redeemed you, he redeemed you spirit, soul and 
body. So when it's talking here about what's going to happen, it's saying that their bodies are going to be raised up. That's what it's saying. Now, how is God going to do that? I don't have a clue. I do not have a clue. Maybe he clones you. I don't know. Maybe he's guarded a couple of your cells. He's going to clone you. I know this, that it doesn't matter if you were eaten by a shark or burned in a building. When he comes back, the dead in Christ will rise first. Right? That body that, that you and I have today is mortal, but we're going to have one that's immortal. We're going to have one that sin cannot taint. Right? We're going to have a body the Bible says exactly like the body that Jesus has. Right? The Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, voice of the archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, the dead will rise. Those that are alive will be caught up together with the Lord. We're going to go to be with the Lord forever. Now, the first thing that happens, listen, is you go to heaven, and theologians call this the marriage supper of the Lamb. There is a party, literally a party, for seven years. Now, you've maybe thought you knew somebody who knew how to party, <laughs> but God knows how to party. And by the way, he's been planning this for at least 6,000 years. So this is going to be the party of parties. All right? Now, after the party, right, then we come back right, with the Lord. Zechariah 14, 5. Thus the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. He's not coming for us. He's coming with us. Or we're really, we're coming with him. All right? This is at the end. Some people call it the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's just the end of human government. That's all it is. Because Jesus is setting up his own government. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So then Jesus comes back at the end of that seven years with the saints. Now, I want to read a little bit here about what happens at that time. Revelation 20, verse 4. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. And I saw the souls of those who'd been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and the word of God who had not worshiped the beast or his image, had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hand, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. I want you to say thousand years. But the rest of the dead didn't live again until the thousand years were finished. Say thousand years. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power and they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him for a thousand years. Say a thousand years. And when the thousand years have expired, say a thousand years. Are you getting the picture? Six times, seven verses. It's a thousand years. You rule and you reign with Christ. You say, where is it going to be? Right here. Right here on this earth. 
at the end of the thousand years, you can look this up. Peter said that God is going to get destroy the earth as we know it. It says that the atmosphere will explode in fervent heat and that every element will melt. Right? Literally, God's going to do a redo. Right? He's going to do a redo. And this is what John said, Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven atmosphere, the first heaven, a new atmosphere and a new earth. How many realize this one's cursed because of sin? But there's going to be a new one. I think this one's awesome. Can you imagine the new one? A new heaven, new atmosphere, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He'll dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eye, and there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. There is going to be a brand new heaven, atmosphere, a brand new earth. It's amazing to me how many people think about heaven, and they think they're going to sit on a cloud, wear a sheet, play a harp, eat grapes, while naked baby angels float around with bow and arrows. Right? That is so far from it. That is so far from the truth. It is literally in the beginning. God is in a beautiful garden with Adam and Eve. There's no devil. There's no sin. There's no sickness. There's no death. And there's no disease. And then you get to Revelation 21, and we get back to the exact same place. God is with his people, and there is no more death, no more dying, no more sorrow, no more pain. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. Now, when someone dies, we grieve. We grieve because death is an enemy. We won't see him for a while, but we will see him again. And just like Jacob... He took his feet and he got them back in his bed and he breathed his last and he was gathered to his people. If Jesus tarries, someday my body's going to wear out. My body will die. But the real, me, the real me will step out. If they say I'm dead, don't you believe it? Because I'm more alive than I've ever been. Wow, wasn't that a great message? There is so much to unpack and understand about what the Bible says about our spirit, our soul, and body. We know there are a lot of questions about what was just heard, so we got the chance to sit down with Pastor Dwayne and ask him to go a little deeper. Let's take a look. I'm excited about this conversation. Well, so am I. It should be fun. It's an interesting topic that I think people can get confused about. I, I know for myself growing up, um, I knew there was a heaven, and I mm -hmm. knew there was a hell. I knew you didn't want to go to hell, and you <laughs> wanted to go to heaven. Yeah. We just got done listening to your message, What Happens When You Die. You, you um, said that death is mm. the final or the, the last enemy. Yes. Uh, but when we die, mm -hmm. we, we're going to heaven. 
Yeah. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. why, do, why do you call it an enemy? Well, Why does the Bible all, call it an enemy? Okay. The Bible does say that death is the final enemy that will be destroyed because death was never God's original plan. Hmm. God's original plan for Adam and Eve was that they would live forever. But when they sinned, death came into the world and their physical body was going to die. So when, when you get saved, your spirit gets saved. All right, You get saved in your heart, the real person that you are. Your mind is in a process of being saved, right? your soul. But your body will not be saved until Jesus comes back. Okay. Okay, when Jesus returns, then there's going to be the resurrection of the dead. And the Bible says we're going to have a body like his, right? And that body can never die. So our spirit's saved, our soul is being saved, but our body will be saved. And what's going to be safe from is death and corruption. So it is the last enemy and it will not be destroyed until Jesus returns. And when Jesus is back, there is no more death. Then no more death, no more dying, no more pain, no more sorrow. What about the judgment then? I mean, does the judgment happen the, the minute you die, you're, you're not in the presence of the Lord and you're being judged? It does not. Um, it happens sometime. Most Bible scholars believe that it happens after the church is raptured, all right? But there's reference to it in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's the third chapter in the 15th verse, 10th verse, actually. But this is the judgment. The Bible talks about the saints going to go through the judgments to the judgment seat of Christ. The Greek is the Bema judgment, right? Now, that judgment is for believers only. And it's for your rewards, mm -hmm. all right? Uh, the Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, or precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear. The day will declare it. Now, theologians may differ a little bit on when that day is, but everybody's got it within. It either happens right after that rapture or right after Jesus returns with the church. Right, it's in that period. I believe it will happen sometime right after the rapture. The day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he'll receive a reward. But if anyone's work is burned, he'll suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So this is the, the rewards for believers. And all of our works are going to be tested by God. Everything that we do. Uh, not just what we do, but the motive that we do it. And some of our stuff is going to be like wood, hay, and straw. And when the fire of God hits it, it's going to burn up. But other stuff that we did because of our love for God and our love for the kingdom of God and our love for people, right? those things are going to be like gold, silver, and precious stones. Those things will come through the fire. And the Bible says you will receive a reward for every one of those works. Now, the Bible goes on and it says here that there will be some that they will suffer loss, but they will be saved. In other words, there will be people who will get to heaven, but they will have no rewards when they get there. Because everything that they did, they did out of the flesh. They did out of selfishness. They did for themselves. Right? And there's no reward for that. But what we do because we love God, 
We love the kingdom of God. We love the people of God. For those things, there's going to be a reward. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah it does. Okay. Yeah, so there's a judgment for the saved person. Yes. But that judgment is to say, here's your reward. Yeah, it's not a, a judgment of your sin because your sin already... was judged at the cross. Right, right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is so clear from this whole conversation is that when you die, it is your body that ceases to be alive. Yes. But when you were created, you're created as a being who's never going to die because mm -hmm. you're created in God's image. Yes. So you live beyond your death. Absolutely. For those who the Bible says, we don't mourn as those who have no, no hope. hope. Talk about that, that hope for just a minute. For, for those who are uh, experiencing loss and feeling that um, separation from their loved one, like they're, you know, they're never going to see him again, this is the end. Death is not the end. end. It is not the end at all. In fact, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 says that Jesus, through death, destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Now, Jesus went through death, not to death. Mm. And when a Christian dies, you go through death, but you're not going to death. You're going to God's presence. Again, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And because we know that, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, that we should not be like those that have no hope because we know that just as surely as God raised Jesus from the dead, he is also going to raise every believer. And of course, their spirit and their soul are already with the Lord, but there's going to be even a uniting of their body. The Bible talks about that again, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, also 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians 4. It talks about the dead in Christ, they will rise first. It's talking about their bodies. And it talks in 1 Corinthians 15 how this body is going to, of, of, of humiliation is going to be changed. And corruption is going to put on incorruption. Mortality, to be death bound, will put on immortality. So, yeah, there's going to be a total redemption. Not just our spirits, not just our souls, but even our bodies. And, of course, somebody said, well, how is God going to do that? Uh, Boy, I do not know. <laughs> that would be definitely one of the mysteries of the Bible. Uh, does God or just, did he keep one of your cells and he's going to clone you? I don't know. But I do believe with all my heart that the same God who said, let there be light. And this universe jumped into existence. Billions of galaxies will have no trouble doing exactly what he said that he's going to do. You talked about the judgment of those who die, right? with the Lord mm -hmm. for their rewards. Yep. What about those who die apart from God, who never received Jesus? Okay, well, way back in Psalms 1, it says, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So there is a separate judgment for believers and for unbelievers. And we just talked about that believer's judgment where your works are gonna be judged. Um, it's in Revelation chapter 20, that we find what the theologians call the great white throne judgment. And that's the judgment of the unjust, right? And the bottom line of it is, it says that everyone whose name was not found written in the book of life 
right, is cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Now, the book of life is the book of those who have received Jesus. So if your name's not in the book, it doesn't matter how many good things you have done, right? You, you're, the, the, the way to heaven is by receiving Jesus, by having your name in the book of life. It says, I saw thrones and they sat on judgment was committed to them and the souls of those who've been beheaded uh, for the witness of the word of God. Um, talking about the, the, the righteous that are going to be raised and are going to be with the Lord. But it's in the 11th verse that it says, I saw the great white throne, him who sat on it, from whom the earth and the heavens fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things that were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it, death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. So the judgment of the unbelievers has two different parts to it. First, it says there's books are open, and they're judged according to their works. They're actually referred to by theologians as the books of works. Mm -hmm. And the unrighteous people, and we say unsaved, um, I would say it like this. There's going to be a special place in hell for Hitler, mm. for, for Mussolini, for, for people that were, that were extremely ungodly in their works, right? Um, everybody's not going to be punished the same. Jesus in one of his parables said those who did wrong and didn't know will be judged one way where those who did wrong and knew will be judged differently. But ultimately, anyone not found in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. The only way into heaven is to have your name written in the book of life. Cannot be saved by works. You can't be saved by works. Now, will you be rewarded? Righteous people aren't saved by works, but they're gonna be rewarded for works. And the same thing is true when it comes to the unjust. There's going to be a, a lessening degree of punishment. But ultimately, anyone not found written in the book of life. And, and, and that's why if you're on your deathbed and you, yeah. you've been living apart from God mm -hmm. and in your last days you accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior mm -hmm. of your life, yeah. You're written in the book of life. Yes. You're going to be with God for eternity. But that's where you were saying earlier, yeah. your rewards mm -hmm. might be little. Yes. To look at the man who is the thief who's with Jesus on the cross. I mean, literally, he's got hours to live. Mm. And he gets right with God. And Jesus says, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Paradise was that place where the 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 man Lazarus went, mm. Abraham's bosom, paradise, captivity. So were there rewards? Probably not, <laughs> but yet he made heaven. Right. Yeah. And he was actually being crucified but, because of his works. Yes. Because of but his works. But he was still saved and, because and of the blood said, of Jesus. And he said, and rightly so, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a very enlightening conversation, and I really appreciate the time and the beautiful weather. Yeah, isn't it great? And, and unpacking uh, really what happens to us when we die. Well, it's been great to be here with you, Al. 
and everybody who's uh, tuning in. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. You know, we've been talking about what happens when a person dies, and we've been going to the Bible, the words of Jesus. And Jesus tells us that when a person dies, it's the physical body that dies, but the real person that lives on the inside steps out. Every person is going to live someplace forever. Some are going to live in God's presence. Some are going to live separated from him, but everybody's going to live forever. And it's so important that you and I understand that and that we know where we're going to go when we die. The Bible says we've written these things to you that you may know that you have everlasting life. See, you're supposed to know that you're forgiven, that you're right with God, that you're on your way to heaven. And you may be very religious or you may not be religious at all, but you can know for sure that you are right with God and that you're on your way to heaven. Jesus said you must be born again. That means give him all of your heart and all of your life. And he said that he's the way to the Father. He said he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray a prayer with you. If you're away from God and you're not right with God, would you pray this prayer with me from your heart? And when we say amen, you are going to be right with God. So repeat this out loud from your heart. Just say, oh God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe Jesus' blood paid for my sins, and I believe he rose again, victorious over death, over sin, and the devil. And I give Jesus all of my heart and all of my life. He's my king. He's my Lord. I'm going to live for him. And I thank you that you have heard my prayer, that I'm forgiven. My past is gone. I'm a part of your kingdom, and I'm on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, God heard that prayer and you are right with God. Now, I wrote a book, especially for when you pray this prayer, right? And when you get right with God to help you keep growing spiritually, wanna send it to you free of charge. And all the information is right there on your screen. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you are making one of the best decisions of your life and we are so excited for you. Just as Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv and have it mailed to you. Download it right there instantly or you can find it on our app. It's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. If you still have questions on death and dying or any other topic, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through the app or email info at walkingbyfaith.tv. Walking by Faith is used on and off the air to change lives all around the world. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider becoming a partner with us. You can either visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give Text ResGive to 94000 and select Walking by Faith in the menu or select the giving icon in our app. Find us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV and on your favorite social platform by searching for WBF TV. Also, check out our app in your favorite app store. You can download past sermons, follow along with notes, speak confessions over your life and so much more. I pray that this message helps bring you comfort and peace. God bless you.